So oftentimes people think, oh, the environmental group working with the city and the developer or the contractor, you know, people could think that that's contentious or something. And that is so far from our relationship. On behalf of Furman University and the Shy Institute for Sustainable Communities, my name is Chloe Sandversteck, and welcome to another Upstate Anecdote. This semester will feature several episodes on Unity Park, a 60-acre urban park currently undergoing development in the western portion of the city. The park is part of the city's strategic mission to balance downtown development with green space and includes a comprehensive environmental management plan to ensure the park does not interfere with biodiversity and natural ecosystem processes of the area. The series will cover different stakeholders that will speak on the social and environmental implications of the park's development in the greater Greenville area. A few weeks ago, I had the pleasure to speak with Ms. Joelle Tichi. Ms. Tichi is an arborist and the chief executive of Trees Upstate, the main organization involved in the park's tree management plan. In this episode, we discuss the benefit of native trees and mature canopy to the natural ecosystem processes in Greenville, as well as the ways in which they support public and mental health. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today, uh, virtually, of course. Thanks so much for having us on your podcast. To start, I'd love if you could give a brief overview of Trees Upstate and so far its involvement in Unity Park. Trees Upstate is a nonprofit that was founded in 2005. Our mission is really simple. It is to plant, promote, and protect trees. So we plant trees in park schools and neighborhoods. We promote the benefits of trees and we protect trees through education and technical support. Trees Upstate was asked to be a stakeholder in the Unity Park project, I'm going to say about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And it was ultimately Harper General Contractors who recognized the importance of pulling in Trees Upstate for technical support. As we continue to sprawl and as we develop properties and convert it from more of a forest use to an urban use, we see a lot of trees removed and grading and then trees replanted. So a big focus of Trees Upstate's involvement in the project is the design review of the trees going back in, and that includes the species list, but most importantly, the installation of the trees themselves. And that is the piece that Harper General Contractors was really interested in having us assist with. So often trees are replanted and they are not planted properly. And because of the improper tree plantings, we have trees in an urban environment that are not living as long as they could or should. And ultimately, when trees are planted improperly, we never get a return on investment. We get benefits from mature trees. And in the absence of ever getting mature canopy, when trees fail because they're not planted properly, we don't get those benefits. If we don't get the benefits, we don't get the return on our investment. Are most of the trees that are currently along the Rady River and within Unity Park non-native trees? When Trees Upstate first got involved in the project, the first thing we did is myself and another one of our arborists went and walked the whole entire river corridor to see what was out there, to see what trees we were going to lose. And just to make sure there wasn't some really big specimen tree out there that was for all practical purposes in the way of the Mm -hmm. river restoration. And so when we walked both sides of the river, the majority of the stuff that we saw was uh, Tree of Heaven 
and a lot of princess trees, so a lot of invasives. And that's not to say that there were not native trees along the river corridor. There are. There are some mature river birch. There's some sycamores out there that we found that from the passerby would appear as though they were large canopy trees about to be lost to development. Ultimately, what we found were that the large, mature, native canopy trees were not in great health. Mm -hmm. They were in decline. Some of them had a lot of die out at the top. Some of them had a lot of decay in the trunk. And ultimately, when we walked both sides of the Rady River that are being impacted by the river restoration, the only trees that we found that were really worth saving, so to speak, were some young pecans that were only maybe 10 inches in uh, DBH, so small trees. The majority of what is out there right now are a lot of invasive species, so the reforestation plan is ultimately going to be a huge improvement on the species diversity. How will adding these new species and, I guess, increasing the diversity of the trees there improve the health of the ecosystem? The primary reason to put native species in an area is that native species typically do better, going to be better adapted to our climate, which includes drought. So from just that perspective, native species tend to be lower maintenance. So when you think about the installation of a tree, typically it's within those first two years that you are doing everything you can to get the trees established properly. So with a native species, they tend to establish quicker within that two-year time frame because they are accustomed to the climate, the drought, and the heat. When you restore the native species, you're also restoring all of the species that you would expect to find in the ecosystem. And that's everything from the bugs and the butterflies, the, you know, think birds, think pollinators. So by having the native species back, you're ultimately restoring the health of the entire ecosystem. There's a little bit of a domino effect. From an ecological perspective, you and I might first think of something like gray wolves in Yellowstone, right? So we know that gray wolves in Yellowstone are a keystone species. So we know that if we remove the gray wolves, we have this whole series, this domino effect that happens um, because they're not there. So on a smaller scale, you see that with any plant community. It's not as drastic, you know, it's it's not like you can say that native trees are a keystone species, but on a smaller scale, it's the same thing. So by putting the trees there that should be there, you're supporting the wildlife that also should be passing through. So whether it's migratory birds and things like that. The overall health of the ecosystem is very dependent on the plant community itself. I definitely agree. Like you said, trees are not a keystone species. They're just often kind of overlooked, especially for like aesthetics of the park. Right. And, you know, for plant communities and these native species, I think really the wildlife benefit is birds, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if something, if we're talking about something like Yellowstone, again, we're thinking wolves, coyotes, large footed, big hooved animals. Mm -hmm. On our scale, we're really trying to support migratory birds and various pollinators that should be here, should be doing doing their job for the upstate. And then also just providing a food source when they're in their migratory paths is really important. And we are seeing a decline. So anything Mm -hmm. that we can do to help that is really significant. Definitely. I'm taking an environmental law class right now. And it's really interesting. We're talking about different analytical frameworks within the environmental movement. And I feel like one that is very hard to wrap our heads around is protecting the biocentric right of just the animal itself and in that way upholding the integrity of the ecosystem and making sure it's functioning properly. 
Has Trees Upstate collaborated with any other environmental advocacy organizations on Unity Park and other projects you're working on? At this point, we have been working with the City of Greenville and Harper General Contractors and also the landscape architect firm MKSK. So those are our partners on this project to date. As far as Friends of the Reedy and Upstate Forever, they're involved in Unity Park on a slightly different level. Mm -hmm. And that's just being there to help ensure that the integrity of their project is maintained and that some of the major ecosystem goals, for instance, wetlands restoration and river restoration, that they are actually met. So for our part of Unity Project, we've ultimately been working directly with Harper and the city of Greenville. As for other projects, we partner with other similar organizations, similar in that they are environmental organizations. So we've done projects with Upstate Forever, Friends of the Reedy, Save Our Saluda, Lake Conestee, Nature Preserve, Keep Greenville County Beautiful. I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. Well, that's a lot. Yeah. I was also wondering, has Trees Upstate faced any resistance or maybe discrepancy in objectives from the city of Greenville or any of the other stakeholders on the project? Yeah, no, we've not had any resistance or pushback. And I don't think that we have created any resistance or pushback either. You know, so oftentimes people think, oh, the environmental group working with the city and the developer or the contractor, you know, people could think that that's contentious or something. And Mm -hmm. that is so far from our relationship with the city and municipalities and even our local corporate partners. Trees Upstate prides itself as being the friendly face of trees, being brought in as a stakeholder to this project was very authentic, was very much the city of Greenville reaching out and wanting us to look at the species list of the trees going back in and getting our feedback and opinions on how some of those trees would fare. We did a design review and we reviewed the entire construction set. I mean, really just focusing on the tree part, we had to look through all all of those documents. So as part of the design review, when we looked at the species, we had a lot of questions. We had a lot of comments. We definitely made species recommendations. So there were trees that we recommended come off the planting list. And there were trees that we recommended be added to the planting list. And then for Harper General Contractor's side, of it, Harper was really concerned with just making sure that the trees are installed properly because this is such a signature project of the park. And all of that feedback was very welcomed. Um, So it's been a great project and it's been really nice working with the city and Harper. It takes that sort of a partnership with public and private to really come together to make any project a long-term success and to add meaning to it. So again, as you know, Trees Upstate has been a part of the review process, and as we continue to be a project partner for the installation and long-term maintenance, there is no pushback, no resistance. It truly is all of us working together with the common goal of having a great park where the trees that are installed are planted properly and they're here for a hundred years or more. It's sad, but I can give you, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus right now, (laughs) but I can rattle off a lot of local examples, huge park projects of a county, uh, whether they are commercial shopping districts along Woodruff Road. There are a lot of examples out in the urban environment where trees were replanted and the wrong tree was planted in the wrong place 
So the trees are failing seven to 15 years out, or they're on life support. So the goal here by bringing Trees Upstate on as a project partner was, again, its return on investment. It's planting trees that'll truly be here for 100 years or more and be giving us all of the environmental, ecological, and public health benefits that trees provide. I know Furman, the dismay of many students, has taken down trees that lined the mall because the trees weren't serving their role. They weren't taking carbon out of the atmosphere. They weren't serving public health benefit and all the other ecosystem services, such as fertilizing the soil or purifying water. Well, exactly. Ideally, when you look at the green space that Furman's campus provides, if the trees were perhaps better nursery stock, different species then we could have seen that canopy thrive and survive a lot longer than it actually has. So the goal with the replacement plan of the trees on Furman's campus, including the Alley, is to replace it with trees that will live a lot longer. Water oaks, for instance, there was a ton of water oaks up on your campus and there's still some. It's a really good example of a tree that's shorter lived. So on one end of the oak spectrum, you might have a water oak that doesn't live very long. And then on the far end of the spectrum, you have something like a live oak that I'm sure most people listening to this are accustomed to seeing at the coast. It's a coastal tree. That's where we should see it. But when we see it down at the coast, these are old trees. You know, we can think about the angel oak and, you know, we're talking more than hundreds. We're talking about a thousand year species. Um, So the goal with the replacement plan at Furman is, is very similar to Unity Park. It's replanting with trees that will live a hundred years or more and provide benefits to future generations. Super inspiring that Greenville's taken initiative to actually say, let's do this properly and let's make sure that what we're going to do is going to last a while. How will the tree planting and other environmental initiatives in Unity Park benefit the surrounding neighborhoods, particularly uh, the neighborhood of Southern Side and overall helping to advance equitable development goals in Greenville? I guess what I'll speak to are the direct benefits that trees provide for a public health standpoint. There is a direct relationship between temperatures and canopy. Trees Upstate uses this software that the USDA developed called iTree. And there's a version of the software that enables us to, for instance, look at temperatures. We have looked at Greenville County as a whole, and we can look at Greenville County side by side, where one map we are looking at forest canopy, or tree canopy rather, and the other map we are looking at temperatures. With all of the trees being replanted in Unity Park, and you know, about 750 trees are going back in. So that's significant. You know, nearly two trees are being planted for every one tree removed. And the greatest benefit to the surrounding communities are going to be temperature mitigation. And we all know that. We don't, we might not think about it from a scientific standpoint, but even somebody who doesn't like science, if you go into the woods, it's going to be cooler Mm -hmm. than it's going to be in the middle of the city where there's no trees. We call Atlanta hot Atlanta for a reason. It's hotter. (laughs) So, you know, we can use fancy words like heat island effect, but on a really basic level, trees provide shade. Shade keeps things cooler. And everybody knows that it's cooler in the forest. Mm -hmm. It's hot in the city. And so the canopy that's going back in will help mitigate those local temperatures. 
it's another domino effect. So if we can mitigate the temperatures, we can also mitigate and reduce the formation of something like ground level ozone. When I check the weather sometimes in the summer, and I go and I can look at Greenville, Simpsonville, Spartanburg, wherever I am on just my little weather app that's built into my iPhone, sometimes right underneath the temperature, it actually says unhealthy air quality. And so when we see unhealthy air quality, it's usually during the summer because when it's really hot out, ground level ozone forms. The benefit to the surrounding community is going to be a reduction in the formation of ground level ozone and healthier air quality. Mm -hmm. Air quality has already been tied to every possible health condition, whether it's diabetes, ADHD, anxiety, lung cancers, cardiovascular diseases, you know, things that are really significant as a, as a health problem. Tree canopy has been tied to so much from a public health benefit. I really did not know about ground level ozone and how much that green space would help to reduce that. And, you know, I think also just having more green space is not only great for like community development events, but also just mental health. I think one of the big things that's come out of, you know, everybody being inside, everybody not going in physically to work has just been how great it is to go outside and the joy in that, you know, just going on a bike ride, a hike, a walk, and how important it is to step away from our work. Oh, yeah. Any opportunity that we have to build a park and just add more green space for people to come to and enjoy nature and get those social and mental health benefits is, is a huge win for the community. For again, things like depression, anxiety, just in general is super significant. I think what we've seen in this last year of these COVID times, I'll call them, yeah. is that there is a draw. People are going out into the woods more. We're seeing more users of our trail systems. It's happening locally, it's happening regionally and nationally, and we can even read articles about the same things happening on a global scale. More people are accessing green space. Yeah, when you just think about this site in general, Unity Park is going to be much better land use than what it looks like right now, even though it's very much going to be an urban park. So it's going to have a groomed feel to much of it. There'll be some areas like the wetlands that are a little bit more natural, so to speak. But even with a groomed park landscape, there is a huge need for just more green space, more access, more places that people can go. And I think we're going to see more and more as COVID goes away. I don't think that these people who have recently discovered the trails and the woods and how nice it is to take a walk, I don't think they're going to revert back, continue to be users of green space. Well, in that respect, yeah, the development of Unity Park is pretty perfect timing. I know. I went to like a bunch of bike and outdoor stops over a break and yeah, everything was completely sold out. It is great timing. Got a lot of people and there's, <laughs> uh, there's just an, more of us and not enough green space for sure. All right. I think that concludes all my questions. Thank you so much. Well, thanks again for having us on. I appreciate it. This conversation has been super informative to me and I hope you guys all too. I know I didn't know about the ecological benefits that native vegetation has to the climate and species within the upstate. It also makes me really hopeful to hear about how the city of Greenville has a fervent commitment to build a park that actually contributes to the natural environment rather than takes away from it. 
I also encourage you to check out Trees Upstate website at treesupstate.org. If you're interested, the site also lists many different volunteer opportunities and events that both students and the general public can partake in to be a part of Trees Upstate mission to increase tree canopy across Greenville. Until next time, this is Chloe Sandiverstek, and I'll catch you later for another Upstate anecdote.